0: yeah okay okay
1: so are you familiar with that game that i'm yeah okay legacy is um 14 generations of people live in the house and you're so starts in uh 1666 salem massachusetts right somebody dies and these Five families, well, depends on how many people play. Three to five families show up <clears throat> to pay their respects. And then they realize nobody's here to actually pay their respects. They're here to loot the place because there is there are two, two rumors, two legends. One, treasure is buried in the halls of the house, and you need to explore it to find the treasure. Number okay. two, the people who died, witches. So watch out. There's going to be creepy crawlies living there. And Excellent. so when you so just like when you play Betrayal at <clears throat> Hill House, you can acquire items, but mm-hmm. in Legacy, you can put your family crest on there and it becomes an heirloom.
2: Ooh,
0: but
1: like Grandpa's bloodletting fleam or uh, <clears throat> Grandma's shotgun, or Willie's whiskey jug, or whatever. And if it's your heirloom, you get a little bonus to it.
3: Nice. All right.
1: There's a family deed. So if you win the first round, you put your crest on the deed, and then the next round starts. And it's your house, and somebody's on your yard making noise, and then trouble. So a lot of fun.
4: Well, speaking of Willie's whiskey, (laughs) this is on the rocks.
3: I dig it. Hey,
4: (laughs) we're a podcast that talks about pop culture things, including board games. And sometimes there's whiskey. Um, My name is John. I'm joined as always by Andrea.
3: Hey, everybody. Good to see you.
4: And uh, returning guest Pete.
1: By popular demand. Happy to be here.
3: That's That's right.
4: right. Um, So this week we're going to uh, talk about uh, Moon Knight. We got the conclusion the last two episodes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be getting spoilery, spoilery about that later. So Pete is our resident yeah, Moon Knight expert. Yeah, he's the. Andrew and I are the normies in this circumstance, and uh, Pete has some familiarity. So, man, we'll be it's a it's a position
3: I don't like. I gotta say, as I was <laughs> as I was reaching the end of you know the series, like Stellar Glass. By the way, thank you for the show and tell, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as I was reaching the end of the series, I don't feel like this is giving anything away to say. Like I felt my lack. Background in Moon Knight mythology. Mm-hmm. I felt it. I was very yeah. like, what is happening? Like, why is this? I don't get it. Yep. Who is this person popping up? Like, Fair. is this significant or is this like. But I also feel like a little bit of that is probably. I know the show is deviated. So some of it was like, so is this like a Moon Knight thing? Is this not a Moon Knight thing? Is this a Moon Knight Disney Plus thing? And I really would have loved to have some answers on that.
4: Well, well we're maybe going to get some answers it. from Pete later on. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, before then, we have uh, a little bit of news. We'll see what's been up with our weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been gone a little longer than normal, and for all of that, Pete already kind of teased it. So we'll start with him. But um, first, Andrea, drink holidays.
3: Oh my goodness! It's gonna like settle yourself, buckle in, do whatever you got to do, take a Sip of your own drink is going to take a while because (laughs) this past week is insane with drink holidays. We are lousy with drink holidays. Um, So, first off, since we've had our last show, uh, May 6th is Somme en Blanc Day. So, I'm actually celebrating that because I had no time today. So, I just poured myself a glass of wine and called it a day. So, cheers to that day.
0: Cheers. Yep.
3: Delicious. Uh, May 7th. Get ready for the list. It was not only Derby Day, which if you uh happen to pick the winner of that, cheers to you because that was a wild ride. Um, Cheers to you with the uh, official Derby drink, the mint julep. Uh, But it was also Cosmopolitan Day. It was Beer Pong Day, which it's I feel... Replace the
1: Super Bowl in 100 years. Wait, what? The Beer Pong Tournaments will replace the Super Bowl in 100 years.
3: I would totally be down with that. <laughs> that's totally great. Wait, regular pong or like Dartmouth-style pong? Which I apologize. I only know Dartmouth-style pong with that specific name if it has other names.
4: Oh, there are so I, many... A terrible in influence they has been on you.
0: Yeah, I
3: know, I know. But it is super fun. I actually love playing like beer pong with paddles. That is excellent. That is a good time. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, I would not, I would not mind either way. But just curious, Uh, I feel like Pete has a story about beer pong. Do you want to pause now or later? Do you want to lay it on us? (laughs) I mean, Uh, I am,
1: yeah, I am the co-founder of a uh, beer pong night Tuesday nights at Anna Bananas in uh, Hawaii up in Manoa, by the awesome. UH campus. Awesome. And it uh, started off with uh, my friend, Tim Denevy, who was a professor. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't use his real name.
3: <laughs> Everybody look him up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, he's a fantastic writer. I'll bring him up. Uh, if you like um, uh, Hunter S. Thompson, he uh, wrote a book about Hunter S. Thompson. He also wrote oh, a yeah. uh, fantastic book about... Uh, uh, ADHD, um, sure? called, uh, I think it was just called hyper. So Tim Denary. Nice. Anyways, Tim and I, uh, walked into Anna bananas one time, chatted up the, uh, um, bartender. And after some smack talk, we decided that we were going to do a flip cup. Cause there was nobody else in the bar. So, so why not? That, uh, spiraled into, you guys got to come here Tuesday night. I was thinking about starting, uh, a beer pong league like we'll show up we were the only two that showed up so it's kind of like fight club right where he's <laughs> beating himself up in the parking lot and two guys show up and they go what are you doing and so tim and i said well it's beer pong night <clears throat> like we want to play like well here's what here's how house rules if you want to play you must supply the pitcher of beer if you win you get to stay And continue to drink the beer. And then the next challenger needs to. So that's the rule. You want to play? It costs you a pitcher. So Tim and I would show up. Set up the board. And he and I would just play each other. You know. Taking her easy. And then. uh, I'm not saying we're the best. But we're pretty good. And we kept winning. Until it got late in the evening. And as soon as we lost. We were like. Do we want to buy back in? Or should we go? Like, We're pretty hammered. It's ten o'clock. We've been drinking for free for three hours. Let's uh, call it a victory. And it became a regular thing. And the bartender started getting swag, <laughs> and you wouldn't believe how competitive. Well, you probably would. A bunch of college mm-hmm. drunks getting competitive over Mardi Gras beads and inflatable, you know, football shoulder pads and
3: absolutely
1: lousy T-shirts and Anna Banana glasses. Yeah. I should have brought my trophy. <laughs> But yeah, uh, no, the,
3: the, the cheaper the, the winnings, the better.
1: Tim's you know what I mean? like, why do we have all of this stuff at our house? He goes, honey, those are trophies. I'll <laughs> be <big laughs> need All of them. I need all of them. <laughs> so, yes, nice. I am. Uh, I'm a big fan of the beer pong. Nice. Okay. nice. Anyway, next.
3: Well, well, we'll have to see your skills in action sometime.
1: Yeah. Um, okay.
3: I'll bring, them, I'll bring the pitcher and some Mardi Gras beads.
1: You know, during quarantine for gym class, I did teach my girls water pong and water flip cup.
3: Nice. I, I love tried to get them
1: that. College.
3: Hey, you know what? They'll be prepared. So then they'll yeah. be winning. Oh, man. So they don't, they don't have to get as drunk.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you know and what? I- That's
3: actually a, a good life skill.
1: My uh, my neighbor was laughing her behind off at me. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, gym class. We want to be outside. So we've got, we're throwing bean bags. We're playing cornhole. Figured to give sure. them the full college experience. And now we sure. got flipped up and we got a water pond. Excellent.
3: Yep. I love it. <laughs> I'll keep that in the back of my mind forever at yeah, one day. Yeah, yeah.
0: Perfect.
4: Well, also on May 7th, right? We have more.
3: Yes. It's more also days. homebrew day. So if you're ever a home brewer, or know someone who is, cheers to them I, and the work that I they know do. Them,
0: yes.
1: Yes. Same neighbor who laughed at me about teaching the girls college Olympic <laughs> <culinary> sports. Uh, <laughs> is a
3: home brewer. So nice, nice. Yeah, I've never, I've never had the urge to home brew. Chris has never really had the urge either. We sort of like toyed with making our own wine, but we really we're cautious about that because my grandfather has done that. And I'm seeing like the work that goes into that.
1: The (laughs) wine didn't turn out so good.
3: Didn't it didn't. (laughs) I don't know if it was the grapes, the process, the guy who knows, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. So I feel like we were sort of like, well, let's maybe reconsider how we do this. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, cheers to the homebrewers. Cheers to you who put in the effort. Uh, May 9th, it was Moscato Day. Mm. May 13th, it was World Cocktail Day. And then also, doubling back a little bit, um, starting on May 9th through today, uh, it is still technically American Craft Beer Week. So, if you are celebrating that, raise people are raise a can, raise a bottle, raise whatever you'd like, raise a pitcher, if that's how you roll.
4: <laughs> people are just getting lit in may
3: guess. yes yeah may the middle of may early mid may is uh
4: mm-hmm.
3: hot time for drinking
4: so pete you showed us uh your fun moon night glass yes. what's in it
1: uh
4: this looks like a new variant of mountain dew or something
1: no it's uh coke and rum
0: okay I was trying to Sounds think of
1: good. a clever name for, like, I could call it, like, a Captain Knight or a Moon, cap, moon and Rum. I don't know. It's a rum and coke a very, very cool glass. Right.
3: Like a yeah. Rum Moon. Rum yeah. Runner's Moon. I don't know. I don't know. I gotta think about it now.
0: Chat, let us know.
3: Yeah. Give
4: us your best Moon Night themed Oh, drink. it's not
3: job. We got
1: to come up with a drink I a know. recipe yeah. based on Moon Knight.
4: I didn't. Oh. I, you know, I was gonna have, um, I was gonna have a beer today for the craft beer week, and I'm just feeling full, so I didn't have that. Um, but I am instead having a, uh, a whiskey that's was a gift from okay. someone the show knows here. So this is the yeah. Um, it's an oak, oaked whiskey. So um, I haven't tried it yet, but
0: um, I'm going to. It smells really good. Dun, dun, dun.
1: That's very good. Super
0: smooth. trying to think <laughs> Super of like smooth. moon-themed
1: beers, and I just come up with like Mirror Pond.
4: Um, There is a... Uh, f- f- Modest, I think, has a beer... <laughs> Oh, Alan, Blue Moon, yeah, obviously. Oh, we're gonna uh, say. Yeah, (laughs) but no, there's a. um, I think Modest Brewing has a beer that has a moon on the can or something. It's kind of spacey in that way, but. But yeah, so I wanted to stick to the beer. I could be.
3: I swear there is
4: guts. Alan says Alan's got the moon moon beer is gone. guts.
3: Like what? What is it? Okay,
4: so that's the modest one that I was talking about then. Yeah.
1: Anyways, this Japanese oh my God. is, I love it's is like... very good. <laughs> the reptilian elite. Yes.
3: What the frick? This description. Whoever wrote this obviously had tons of fun just being like.
2: Yeah.
3: Let me just type out well, some. We gotta let everybody threes. know.
4: So Alan shared Moon Guts by Modest Brewing. Their description here it states, there's a common misconception that the moon is either made of cheese or a combination of rock and metal. What the government, the reptilian elite, doesn't want you to know is that the moon is a living organism and it creates a substance known as moon gut. So here we are. I guess it's an IPA, double IPA.
3: Okay, I just want to follow this up very quickly with Blue Moon. It not only is Blue Moon, but they also have a a Moon Haze beer. But what I was thinking of with Moon Man is New Glarus has a Moon Man.
4: Oh, okay, yep, yeah. So lots of moon moon beers.
3: Yeah, it's like I swear I know there's something out there. New Glarus. I haven't thought about them in quite a while.
4: Yeah. Well, anyways, good job everyone on supplying a drink that matches. The show in one fashion or another. Indeed. Um, our weeks. Pete, we heard your story about your beer pong inventions and uh escapades.
1: And your that water pong you teachings. Been... That was many moons ago. Go <laughs> on. Yeah,
4: there you go. <laughs> um, what else have you been up to this last week? I you know, you finished Moon Nights.
1: Yeah. Um, reading things, green. watching Okay. <laughs> Did did I meet? Did I miss the uh, podcast on that? I apologize.
3: No, no. Nope. no, we haven't we haven't done it yet. Did you see it?
4: your uh, spoiler free thoughts? Loved Drool, it.
1: Disapproval. If, uh, if you've uh, kept up with uh, the Disney Plus series and yeah. uh, the other Marvel films, uh, you're in for a treat. Uh, the only Advice I would give is you're gonna go see a Sam Raimi movie. Sure. Right. Sure. So sure. there is no question that Sam Raimi directed this movie. Sure. <clears throat> and I'm a fan of Sam Raimi, so
0: Okay. Sure.
4: All right. Cool.
1: Groovy, you get All it. Right. <laughs> Thanks,
4: <Alan>.
2: <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> yeah. I've been kind of wanting to rewatch uh, Army of Darkness anyways. such a standout to me yep like absolutely evil dead one and two are fun particularly two but army of darkness that's really that's where it's at and the best sam raimi film that i've seen that i can think of i mean
0: i did like spider-man 2 a lot but otherwise Anybody else disagree? What's what's the best Sam Raimi film?
3: Hmm. 2 is probably. Uh, the there's a question I have not movie. asked myself.
1: <laughs> I know, right?
3: Oh <laughs> man! I feel, uh,
1: what I really like about the first Evil Dead is, depending upon my mood, it's either one of the scariest movies I've ever seen or one of the most hilarious movies I've ever seen. Sure, sure. I right. The I think the first time I saw it. I was alone, it was midnight, it was around, it was October, Uh, and the opening scared the crap out of me. I mean, it was the uh, really cool camera tricks, Um, Mm -hmm. the idea, I mean, it was dark, it was low budget, Um, so it just felt grainy. And then the second time I saw it, you know, a lot of that unknown was gone. And so the tension went down, and then the comedy went up, the unintentional comedy went up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like the third or fourth time I saw it, again, going back to the VHS days, when you were too cheap to go down to Blockbuster or whatever, like, you know what, I'll just throw Evil Dead back in again. Sure. (laughs) Scared the crap out of me again.
0: Okay,
4: I didn't know he did The Quick and the Dead. That's literally what I was just going to say.
3: You steal her.
4: You steal her. (laughs)
3: Literally what I was going to say. Oh, John.
4: (laughs) That's, I mean, that's a good one. I love that movie.
3: Yeah.
1: That's a fun one.
3: It's one of those ones where, like, the crush of celebrity casting in it doesn't detract (laughs) from the movie. Do you know what I mean? There's, like, a lot of celebrity in there, like, packed into one movie, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't take away.
4: it was early Yeah, them, like early you know? celebrity,
3: but you you know, you can still sometimes kind of tell or like have a feel about sure. a celebrity cast. Yep. So I oh. absolutely love it. So yeah, I would I would say Quick and the Dead. Okay. Very close Evil Dead.
4: I'm still I'm still on Army of Darkness. Drag Me sure. to Hell, I enjoyed. Um and on, you you Me to and Hell. Movies. You
1: didn't do the grudge, right? No. 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 I,
4: don't I don't I don't know who did the names. Grudge, no. the American one. He did Dark
1: Man,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I haven't seen. He produced the Grudge too. Thanks, Alan. Okay. Okay. And the Grudge. So yeah. Gilby for the win.
4: <laughs> Anyways, all right. So you saw Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. You enjoyed that. You it ha- yep. has your endorsement. Absolutely. Um Andrea, how about uh, how about your week?
3: Uh, not a whole lot going on here. Um, it was full of life activities, I feel like, so there wasn't much room for entertainment-based. Um, but I did keep up with a few things. Um, I saw the first episode of Season 12 of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I couldn't not because of all the things that are still floating around like Erica Jane's trial. I am is very she interested. Is on there? Yeah.
4: she Okay, she is. Okay.
3: She's still there. And it's still like in, in this point in time, it's still ongoing enough to be interesting to me to figure out like what the hell is happening here. So I dig it. It's
4: amazing like the phases of life that we go through and what we consume when. Because I remember... Not all that long ago, always looking forward to the different Real Housewives, whatever season. Yep. Yep. And now it's been out of my life for what feels like a very long time.
3: So, right? Does it feel right. good?
4: It kind of feels good. Yeah. I mean, it's like I, I just know I have time for something else. You know, I guess if you, it's kind of, one of those things like, well, if, okay, if you stop drinking soda, if you fill it with juice, it's not really, you know,
3: sure, you're still yeah.
4: consuming a ton of calories, you know, and sugar, sure. so.
1: There's other garbage Um, programs you can watch.
2: Yeah.
3: Yes. Right. Yeah. Which I did. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the reunion of the Netflix hit show, which is hot garbage and I love it. I've said this before selling Sunset. I Mm -hmm. absolutely love to hate that show and love to love that show. Um, Pete
4: seems unfamiliar. Completely unfamiliar.
3: So it's basically like, I described it this way to John. It's like if the housewives were 20 years younger and decided that they were interested in selling high-end real estate. That's They're basically like, like just a little bit younger versions of the housewives who are also like, oh, by the way, I'm going to sell you like $5 million or a $20 million or a $50 million home, which the actual good part of the program is like checking out the houses cuz sometimes they're just like really freaking cool and i'm yeah. at, i'm definitely at that stage of my life where i'm all like we're doing house projects and like i am
1: surprised my wife isn't watching that show all the time
3: <laughs> well if if she doesn't know about it I mean she feel free to tell her or not <laughs> So yeah no, well, I, I freaking love it It's absolutely fantastic Because it's both awesome to see These amazing houses and then like You hit your like terrible crashing lows When you're like and then inter-office the drama. drama Yeah So what, How old do you the say these time. real estate
4: agents are? How, how old are they?
3: There, there's a range, um, but they're definitely like late twenties, and I think the the oldest is like early forties. Okay. And then so I think the like, brokers is it pretty, are like 40 it to, 50.
4: to have to have owned your own home before you become a real estate agent?
3: No, it's not. I some, feel of like don't. It <laughs> some of them like it should be. Some, but it's like by choice. They don't. They definitely have enough money when they're because they they show. Not only sure. the prices of the houses, but they also show the commission on the house. Right. And like, clearly, if you're making these kinds of commissions, like, you know, in the six figures, you probably have enough to buy a house. Jenny but some of them just don't. Well
1: that you don't need to know a lick about computers in order to sell them. Right. Right.
4: Uh, it's a, <laughs> a fixing you do. I, but sell them, yes. Also yes, false. Yes, yes. We both know that is also false. <laughs> someone that kind of knows You're, what they're doing has to be involved at some part really of the
3: process. You really just have to know to tell people, like, have you tried turning it on and off?
4: Well, yeah, that's that's a good start. That is definitely <laughs> a good
3: start.
1: No, you, did, you make the sale and then hand it off to someone who does know how to repair the computer.
4: <laughs> All I have to say is that, like, when I was designing our house and like picking out things and all this or whatever. Before owning a house, you don't know all the questions to ask.
1: You it don't know true. what
4: you're looking for exactly. And so for you to go and presume to sell a $50 million house to someone when yeah. you've never owned or taken care of one yourself is a little like putting a
1: disadvantage.
3: Yeah. Impossible. Yeah.
0: Right. Yes. Well
3: and like I said, some some of the realtors like don't own their own homes by choice they own like condos or like penthouses or whatever like yeah you know so it's not like they have nothing it's not they're like don't have a home
4: well yes it's so it's so (laughs) different you know i was talking to ashley about a little bit ago like how you know even when i lived in the cities and i'd rent a place or whatever it's like i don't I I liked storms because it was storming. I you know enjoyed that or whatever. And now I'm just like terrified it's going to tear apart my house. Now yep. it's like what am I going to have to fix yep. when the next one comes through? When my the doing? power goes out or there's a leak somewhere. Yep. You don't call someone. You just you know. So it's all just the it becomes a stress element or whatever. Versus Johnny,
1: like, you're adulting. I don't
3: think you <laughs> like it. I know. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs>
4: Yeah, let's slip a little adulting in there somewhere once in a while. Yeah,
3: yeah, right. It's refreshing. We we don't do it (laughs) terribly often. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Yeah. I watched I watched the first ever reunion that the show had. It's been going for like five seasons of itself. Which, you know, in like real years time, I think is like two or three years because they've just been like filming back to back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I watched cool. it. It was fun. Right. So, um, and then, of course, I watched Moon Knight, which we'll talk about later. And then I noticed you had slipped slip this in there. And I've been following it, too, just because I feel like it really is inescapable if you're anywhere on a social media platform. Um, I've been watching, of course, the, the Depp Heard trial. Mm-hmm. Though, really, trial, I feel, is kind of like a, I don't know, a misnomer mm-hmm. at this point. I feel like everybody's just yes. sort of like decided what's happening here.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The trial is still I mean it's going.
3: It's it's going, but like everybody's decided what's happening here. There's not like sides in the public opinion anymore.
4: Well, it resumes tomorrow.
3: We've had a lot of revelations out of there and a lot of like I I don't know. I feel like everybody once it started was very skeptical that like Johnny Depp could bring the receipts but he brought <laughs> so, this is. There's this been has some out, shooting in like,
4: the foot as well on the other yeah, side. Yeah, I just too, feel like this has turned themselves. out very
3: differently than people were expecting it to.
4: So, do you still think that? Do you, regardless of public opinion, the court of public sure. opinion, do you have a an estimate at this point, with about
0: two weeks left to go, on will, uh, who will win this case?
3: Um, I feel like, like ignoring the court of public opinion, which I feel like everybody can tell who's winning there. Um, it is really hard for Johnny Depp to win this case, like from a legality standpoint. Mm -hmm. So I think he has a a more solid shot than I ever expected him to. But I just feel like I don't know, like the letter of the law enough to confidently say he could win.
4: Sure. Pete, have you followed at all or just like passing notice? Or
3: Yeah, I just,
1: uh, I watch some biased YouTube videos that entertain me. But other than that, there's like, I sure. Yeah. I got another garbage TV to watch. Yeah.
3: I apparently don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tend to stay away from the, the drama.
3: Sure. If, sure. if it
1: doesn't have alien goo or uh, mummified superheroes in it,
3: <laughs> you never
4: know in this. You never know.
3: You know what? Yeah. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised about yeah. basically anything.
1: Laser beams and robots showing up in court.
3: Sure. Dumbledore just strolling oh. on in like I got stuff to say.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they bring in the cast of Fantastic Beasts. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Wouldn't yep. Wouldn't even be phased. I'd be like, sure. At this point. Yeah. This makes sense yeah. to me. <laughs> I'm waiting
4: for Elon Musk and James Franco to jump in there. Yeah, their potential potential uh, witnesses. So yeah.
3: that that would be very interesting. Um, and I don't want to like spiral too far down a rabbit hole, but it would be very interesting if Elon Musk were to chat and then have Twitter explode, which he is currently in the process of maybe or maybe not buying. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like it's just so like like it's just all like meta yeah. and crazy and just like what is yeah. happening?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I stayed away from most, I mostly stayed away from junk TV. Um, I got way into watching strong, a little bit of, of, uh, what's that?
3: I said way to be strong, both of you.
4: Okay. <laughs> no, I watched a little bit of um, uh, 90 Day Fiance. Ashley's really into that. Solid. So I've seen some of that. Um, otherwise.
1: I stay away from junk TV. I,
0: I just,
4: <laughs> it was only a little bit. It's only a little bit.
3: Sounds like so, it's a little mostly. bit. I can quit anytime I want to. <laughs> it was on day. <laughs> Don't say anything.
4: <laughs> yeah. So that, and then the 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 Heard trial. I I I watched a lot of that in the background or different things actually. So more than uh, over the past several weeks when that's been going and stuff. Because, like you say, otherwise it gets chopped up in little clips and stuff, and that you know it's not the preferred way to unbiasedly see it if. if possible right. but um otherwise been reading a bunch uh really into hell's paradise right now it's a manga that i'm going through um i'm on volume eight and it's really cool it's the premise is that um there's allegedly this island that has the elixir of life on it and the shogunate wants the elixir of life you know as i uh, eternal life I must have it. So he has these this top samurai clan that's going to escort some notorious criminals that are they're they're going to be killed. You can either die, we'll execute you, or you can come along on this you know basically suicide mission to retrieve the elixir of life. And if you do so, we will give you your freedom. We will give you a pardon. And so that's how it sets off and they go to this island or whatever. And um, I like it a lot. It's a, it's, I'm a big fan of uh, man versus nature stories. There's definitely an element of that this mixes in a lot of um, mythology and, and lore and stuff from different Southeast Asian cultures. So it's bringing in like Buddhism and ancient Chinese things. Um, and then it's it often at the end kind of explains some of that, like, what is referred to in Chinese and what the Japanese call it. And so it's like tying in a lot of that stuff. And so it's just been a really good read. The, the right, the art is great. So kind of, kind of really digging that. Um, Hell's paradise. And they're going to be creating an anime of it as well. There is a trailer out for it now. I don't know when it launches though.
1: Suicide squad shogun. Suicide shogun.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, Spy family is still good, one episode a week. I th- thought I'd get the chance to watch the latest episode six uh, that came out this weekend, but I didn't get there yet. Um, and then I've been trying to find some other uh, manhwa and uh, like webtoon stuff to read because I'm kind of caught up on the ones I'm into right now. So I'm a little, I'm not sure there. And then I I forgot that I had bought some time ago, volume four of Justice League Dark. And so I'm reading through that for my little bit of Western comics yet. So yeah, it's mostly that and uh, then a bunch of UFC. So
0: yeah, it's been my week of stuff. Busy, busy. Um, Yeah. Uh, News,
4: Like I I haven't uh, thought about this in a while, Pete brought it up the other day, I think, uh, Game of Thrones. Mm
0: -hmm. Game of
4: Thrones is uh, continuing, in a way, um, with, what's this new one called now? I should have put it down, Dragon something. House of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. Um, Big name in there being Matt Smith. Yeah. Pete, you're not a big trailer person, so you didn't watch this trailer, right? This new one?
1: Nope. I know I'm going to watch it. I want all the surprises
3: upon first viewing.
4: And Andrea, you Fair see enough. the trailer?
3: I did. I snuck it in before the show,
4: okay um, I... are you like you're you're set Do they have you your attention?
3: yeah, because I feel like I feel like many people might feel this way. I certainly feel this way in part you you kind of gotta now if you watched Game of Thrones and you watched it through to that train wreck of an ending like. Kind of got to see what happens here. If if it's like a continuation and the car is still getting wrecked, or you know, is it like, oh, we recovered and we're okay? You know, I feel like I, just, I, I feel shot. like you got to know. Sorry, yeah, it deserve- I? I mean, after- I mean, it just it deserves a shot. Like, you know, I I am yeah. genuinely curious to see if they're they're able to like pull this off and like learn from the mistakes that were made. I'm not automatically going and assuming that they made them again, but I think I'm curious to know if they really learned their lesson.
4: Yeah. Well, and it certainly was, you know, when we say they obviously HBO, but it is going to be different people running it. Right.
3: Yeah. yeah. So obviously I feel like team. we all know <laughs> why yeah. and Benioff weren't coming back.
1: Well, John and I have a different opinion of what was the, the cause of the failure in the, in the final season. Okay. I feel it was lack of a blueprint in novel form where they were just going off of notes and maybe discussions with George R.R. R. Martin.
3: Right. Uh,
1: the first couple of seasons were mostly true to the book. And when they deviated, I thought they made improvements. As a writer, you can say, here's my first draft. Here's my second draft. Here's my printed version. Published right. version. And even then, you talk to other writers professors they'll say any published work that you have can still take another run through you know the word processor one more time and you just want to tweak this and do that <clears throat> ideas come to you much later but when it's all new man it it just it, it was up to the show writers and you could just see the discrepancy yeah and so john made a point that <clears throat> the show was ending, and the showrunners were more concerned about the next thing rather than finishing the current thing.
3: Yeah, so in your opinion, like, is is that lack of blueprint, is that George R.R. Martin's fault?
1: He's the writer, and he agreed to do it with the idea, as I understand it, that he would be able to complete the, the series. Um And... For a variety of reasons, it didn't happen. Even when uh, they took a year off, he posted a message saying, I've got another year to publish this. And he, I believe him in in, in best uh, efforts. He fully intended to be farther along than he was. And sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of pressure. I
3: It's hard. I feel yeah, like there's I... a little bit from everybody. You know what I mean? Like everybody contributed a little bit to this mess that was the last seasons of Game of Thrones. Yep. Because I mean, I don't think you should like move forward with with like George R.R. R. R. Martin's promise that he's going to finish it. Like that that just seems to me already like inherently risky. Like you have to know that like A promise is a promise, and that's great, but, like, unless he's contractually obligated, he doesn't have to finish it, even if he does, like, you know, if he truly intends to. So, like, there's risk there that you have to, like, be willing to take on and, like, have a plan to address. Because I feel like if he was contractually obligated, they would have punished him for not doing it, and we would have heard about it. It's also on George R.R. Martin that, like, he didn't finish this stuff. He got way too wrapped up in the series and like kind of consulting slash ghost writing like on a bunch of different stuff. Right. HBO for getting like way too excited, getting ahead in development on a bunch of different projects, which spread everybody very thin. And also taking that deal with Weiss and Benioff and being like, "Yep, we're gonna like do a whole bunch of stuff with you guys because you're amazing." And then mm-hmm. it's also on Weiss and Benioff for being like. Cool, other stuff. Let's get to it. Like I'm bored with this, so everybody dropped the ball. I feel like.
1: Yep, there's I enough mean, blame to go around. I, I agree with you there.
4: I I don't know the timing of it exactly, but you know, with Fullmetal Alchemist, for example, it was written in manga format and then made into an anime, and the anime deviated heavily from the manga. Sure. It's. I think that. Yes, things could be corrected here had Martin, you know, finished his works and stuff like that. But I just don't think it's an excuse for the showrunners to that, to not have that finished work because you can still tell a more coherent story than what was presented to us. Tell us something that's I mean, if you're if you're needing time because, you know, George R. R. Martin is not done. The answer is then to rush through the last couple seasons, like the seasons were shorter, they were breakneck, they were you know fast traveling all across the continent. that kind of stuff <laughs> like it's, slow down, slow no, down what's well, the rush
3: th- because the that's the, that's yeah, that's the thing though, like you're thinking of like the speed of the season itself, literally, but making those seasons, everybody was freaking up in arms that the last season was coming a year and a half
4: yes, after the preview. You, know you know what I mean? What, right. But so people they, will be they, way more up in arms when it's
1: piled when it's dog terrible. crap. Absolutely. When
3: it, I agree you know, with you. But like-
1: You if, can if, delay it, but then expectations are raised even higher. Yeah.
3: Which which was part of the problem because everybody already thought a year and a half was a really long time. And like, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's got to be better than the last season because they're taking so much time, which is unheard of. Like. For yeah. this instance, so very much was they they somehow like set themselves up and knocked themselves down. Because they could have
4: set. They could have delayed it three years, and they, people they still have. would have been ready I, to come back to watch it.
3: I agree with you, but I feel like somewhere somebody was already pissed at a year and a half delay.
4: It could be. And I don't yeah, know it if could it was I mean, HBO
3: Max. I, I don't know if it was Weiss and Benioff. I don't know who it was. Obviously, I'm not I'm not in these rooms, but I are. I feel like stretching it that long was probably already a battle between people somewhere. Now, I to can say see that executives
4: being a problem right, there, but yeah, because I know that was an issue on um, True Detective. The sure. creator of that show is like, two. yeah, they I was really pushed to come out with another season. Yeah. season and two. so it was a yeah. hasty, sloppy mess. And he's like, I learned I'm not doing that again, you know. Mm -hmm. So if that's if that's execs coming down from HBO saying, hey, our livelihood is Game of Thrones, make it happen. Then obviously that, you know.
3: Yeah. We have a new
4: piece of blame to shove around, you know. And that's why
3: I'm so interested to see like House of the Dragon. Like if it's HBO getting in its own way. Like, right. did they learn to get out of their own way and be like, cool, don't rush it, make it good, because that's really what's more important. Yep.
0: Uh,
4: well, yeah, we definitely, as this show comes up, we will talk more Game of Thrones. Um, we
3: and come really kind of started this
4: after game of thrones more so
3: yeah it was like right we'll, after. we'll have
4: a lot of game of thrones talk in the future i'm sure Some throwback for yeah. sure yeah
3: but yeah this will um, be coming up sooner than expected august
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah yep
3: that was the that was the big drop at the end of the trailer
4: speaking of shows that we uh one time loved very much and the doctor Matt Smith who
0: <laughs>
4: yeah right <laughs> Um, Doctor Who has received a fair share of um, time in the news recently. Mm -hmm. We've had the announcement um, a bit ago that, um, shoot, what's his name now? is returning. Um, Oh, uh, Davies. Yeah, Russell T. Davies. Russell T. Davies is coming back to Doctor Who after the current season uh, wraps up. And I think the final episode of that has aired now, if I'm not mistaken. And with that, we've gotten the announcement of who is cast as the next doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not know how to say his name, so forgive me there. But uh, uh, Kuti Gatwa? I've heard someone say it before, but I don't. I don't know. I forget how it was. Um, He's known for a role in a show called sex education and um, but otherwise he is going to be the next doctor. Don't know much about him otherwise. And then now just even more recently, we've had the announcement that for the 60th anniversary of doctor who uh, David Tennant and Catherine Tate are coming back in their roles uh, uh, for doctor who as well. So Pete, what is what's what if any has been your experience or history with Doctor Who? Uh,
1: I watched it when it was on PBS when I was a kid, and thought it was hokey, and I never looked back. Okay, <laughs> do you
4: recall which Doctor you watched? No,
1: I, I remember <laughs> some uh, really awful looking, uh, like Robbie the robot, some of the Daleks. Daleks, Daleks. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that uh I was watching it over amazing. at a friend's house and they were really into it. I remember they would watch it with their dad and they tried to get me into it, and I'm like, This <laughs> isn't even Star Trek good. What are we doing? <laughs>
0: uh, so, there's been a resurgence yep,
1: yep. and uh the actors who have been in the more recent shows are fantastic. Um the actor who played Merlin on um, in on Arrow, is uh, a favorite. Um, Hope hoping Alan can type that up for us because I, I can't remember his name. But he wasn't the oh,
4: Doctor. It, yeah, he, Rory. Are you talking a uh, Rory from Doctor Who? He's uh, was he in the other another superhero show on CW as well um, that recently got canceled, Legends of Tomorrow.
1: Yep, yep. yeah, he was on yep. there a Okay,
4: bit. yep. So I think that's Rory. oh no, not Rory. Rory <laughs> no.
1: Uh, Anyway, um, but you have Cumberbatch and uh, other actors, so it's probably a show that uh, I would enjoy. I just not have not carved any time into my life to watch. I've watched too many of those CW superhero shows, so if you want to talk Arrow and Legends of
3: Tomorrow. <laughs> He's your guy.
1: Yeah, That's where I spent my superhero sci-fi TV time budget, budget.
0: Yeah.
4: sure, yeah, sure. yeah, well, Andrea, and I know we've talked before about um kind of our different points of falling off um from the Doctor Who series and different things, but um, I mean, it's not a surprise, right, really, that bringing back it's kind of a common thing bring back some of the older doctors that are willing to mm-hmm. to be in there, other companions and stuff occasionally, yeah. So.
3: This I mean, this is a this is a resurgence that doesn't like or a returning that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, David Tennant's always been very vocal about his love of playing the doctor. So I feel like he's one of those guys who's just like, of course, if you want me back, I am there like whatever you need. I'm going back. Um, and, you know, he and he and Catherine Tate are uh, very dynamic on screen and our great off-screen friends as well, so I feel like this is this is a natural pairing to bring back, also. Um, and I mean, Tennant was the Doctor at the height of, or at, at least the crescendo of Doctor Who's popularity. So yeah, get a little throwback wow. while you're introducing you have somebody data new. To back that
4: up, Andrea. What you wasn't in Matt's? You have data to back that up. It wasn't in Matt. The
3: crescendo, this at least. Okay. You know what I mean? All like right. he. I mean yeah, yeah. Eccleston like brought it back, but like. It like yeah. rocketed upwards. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know. What, where did like, it the peak? Absolute height. Yeah, right. But... Was that
1: before or after his turn in uh, Harry Potter?
0: That was before, Tenet? yeah. Yeah. Bef- yeah, before slash during.
1: Okay. Yeah. Maybe. And then he went on to uh, greater fame as Scrooge McDuck.
3: Which is uh, my yeah. favorite. Freaking love DuckTales, y'all! I will sing the theme song right now. I bet you won't. Life is like there. a hurricane here in Duckburg. All right, I won't. I won't. Put it's you only in get. The for torture, free. but yeah, pay to see the rest. Um, but yeah, no, I freaking love DuckTales. That was a huge part of my childhood. So yeah. Yeah.
4: If you want to donate, ha- hear the rest of the song. By Andrea, <laughs> you
3: know, like, follow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I'll whore myself uh, out singing DuckTales for social media likes. That's all right.
4: <laughs> yeah. No, that's, uh, he's had a great career. Jessica Jones, he was very good in as well. Yes, like she was. That. Oh,
1: my goodness. The Purple Man. That's right yeah no grave
4: that was good um am yeah, i'm trying was, to find it it's been a you, voice in a lot of things
3: have you have you guys ever seen Broadchurch? no okay it is being very up. very good do not watch the americanized version i think it's called like grace point or something but they like Decided that Broadchurch was such a hit, which it really was. It was very, very good. They were like, "We're going to make an American version, but bring David Tennant over as the lead, make him do an American accent." <laughs> it's fine, but not good in any way, shape, or form. Like, so I mean, he's still ta- committed and amazing, a, yeah. but like listening to him with an American accent is just like, please, please don't do this.
4: Those things I don't really annoy like me. You now. don't like it. it. I understood it. We talked about this before, I'm sure. But back in the day, I, I understand. I understand someone, a, a producer somewhere, going abroad, seeing a show, being like, yeah. "We want to do this. Let's do this. Let's bring this to American audiences. We can do our version of this. It's going to be great." Right. You know? Nowadays, completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. We have access to whatever. It's not that we can't understand the words they're Mm -hmm. saying or a different show that it can't be subtitled. Just give us the show and let us see it. It doesn't need to be localized. We don't need to have a different culture's take on it. Just if the show's good, the show's good and just distribute it. How much cheaper is that as well to get distribution rights as opposed to just create an entire (laughs) new production, a whole new studio to do it, and the whole... The whole shebang, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, the counter to that is when you have the success of The Office that tempts people to find hit shows abroad and Americanize them. Because success is possible.
3: Yes, so success is possible. What I would say here is if you're going to do that, then commit to doing that. Don't bring over the lead from the U.K. Mm Mm-hmm. Put him in the American show and make him do an American accent. If it's going to be like the American either. version, just I, I, like, I get it. Like, I don't really love it either because Broadchurch was really good. So just watch Broadchurch people. Right. But if you're going to do it, don't bring over that guy and make him the lead in the American version. Just like the new cast, make it the American version. But divorce it that way. At least. Right?
1: Like,
3: oh, yeah. I get it. I get well, it. It's,
1: it's, it's just, the key to the success. Why would we throw away the key? You gotta well then, find key.
3: well then don't like keep the key but throw away the lock. Yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's just it was just very weird to me that like they needed to make an American version but keep the British lead actor. In that case, then yeah, just, just watch Broadchurch.
4: Yeah, I definitely you understand the it. temptation. And like you say, there can be there's a potential for a lot of a lot of gain, a lot of reward doing that, but A lot of stuff, I think, in Hollywood is because the temptation is there uh, and shouldn't shouldn't necessarily be done. I know, maybe break your heart, Andrea, but we don't need Fast 13 or Fast and Furious 16 or, uh, you know, we don't need Transformers 8. We don't need any of these things. No one's asking for well, I wanna say no one's asking, <laughs> <I do> <laughs> asking for some of
3: those. Are they still making? <laughs> you money? met me, John. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
4: yes, I'm backing that statement up, um, uh, but nonetheless, I do.
3: I, I mean, I agree. So I agree with Pete that there is like you know that temptation because of things like The Office. But I was, as I was thinking of it, I feel like The Office is such a like one-trick pony that was like so uber successful. That it, I don't know that anything really has replicated that level. Three's
1: Company, and those are the only two examples I can think of off the top of my head where they've had that pinnacle of success, right, based on a foreign show. And I'm sure there's a lot of other options if we'd have done the research, sure. right, right, like, yeah. yeah, game shows. But like, that's what I was just thinking,
3: like off the top of my head, like it's right. hard to think of multiple examples. And The Office was, I mean, I know Three's Company was huge especially it'd be hard to ru- to measure nowadays like how big it really could have been but i just feel like the office is so like outsized
1: the number of failures will outnumber the number of successes but if you think you have a sure thing yep. like making a cover version of a popular song or yep. let's say you had a successful movie based on an amusement park where robots try to kill people, and then twenty years later, you make another film about an amusement park, but this time you just put dinosaurs in there and they kill the the the, the park goers. Right? Those are pretty different. Full those circle. are pretty different. <laughs> full
3: circle conversation. I love it. We were talking about this when well, you can the show plagiarize started.
1: yourself. Is
3: it?
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I'll say at least he plagiarized
3: uh, himself successfully. Yeah. I mean, he crushed it.
4: Like my own um, devil's advocate here would be that at least English and American humor are pretty different. So I suppose yeah. you can have okay. Here's this show. If you appreciate English humor, you have that. If you want Which I feel like is American, why like The Office worked
3: because mm-hmm. British and American humor for that show were very different.
4: And and they seem to like. People very strongly think one way or the other. One of those shows is better because mm-hmm. the humor in one or the other resonates more with someone. So yeah.
1: another well, is any of this if you've ever seen the series Taskmaster. Or if you haven't, mm-hmm. go check it out. Go to YouTube, look up Taskmaster. It is
3: Okay. English it sounds series, familiar.
1: Uh where they get a group of five comedians together, and they're issued a challenge. Uh, for example, like, we're going to play hide-and-seek, and then the co-host tries to find them in this English manner, and these comedians are finding different ways to hide. Or one that's of the awesome. tasks is perform a miracle, and that that's all they lead into. And so somebody does a magic trick, another comedian has a plumber show up <laughs> within 30 minutes. He goes miracle so,
3: <laughs> that is that's very for real.
1: successful program in england as i understand it okay comedy central tried to do an american version instead of it being an hour-long episode they tried to do a 30 minute episode and once again they brought the co-host alex horn to do the comedy central version it lasts sure. one season and nobody in america has heard of it but taskmaster has been going on regularly since 2015 I and sure. i just discovered it on youtube and it is my binge watch go to show so right. okay
4: it sounds like the comedy uh one that's on what's the other one it's it's four guys not five and they go around doing um really silly things that are their challenge to do and they'll and then at the end of oh. the episode, there's a loser. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking
0: about.
4: Yeah, I don't know why I can't think of their name. They're very popular. Um, and so yeah, there's a loser at the end that in their ranked challenges, like they'll have right. to, they'll be given a product that's really, really stupid. It's some product for a child, and they have to sell it to people that don't know mm-hmm. they're on the show. Sell it yeah. that they're this is worth by investing in or something like that. You know, uh, all these different things and um what is that show why can't i think that that is i
3: know i know
4: between uh, anyways that's what it reminded me of it sounds like that think of of
3: it immediate
1: when this public podcast concludes oh okay i felt that promise yeah i felt that yeah
4: um well and then um there was another show that i was gonna uh, oh top gear that's the thing go it was going for a long time in england very successful. And then they try to make Top Gear USA or whatever, and no one cares. So, because the original was good. Just watch that one. Yep. So, anyways, Alan, oh, Pete's typing something. What are you typing? I'm. Okay. All right. So we remember Taskmaster. All right. Well, other things people can check out on YouTube right now if they want the Nintendo Indie Direct. Um, yeah. Nintendo was kind of first to. Um, show us something for the new year, what's coming in uh, the gaming space for them. This is just being an indie one, so some small games that many of which we've heard of, some we haven't. Uh, I watched it as it came out. I think impressions of this Direct were pretty not super positive, but I thought it was was decent for something that was announced just like that. They weren't like hyping it up or anything like that. They just Mm -hmm. kind of Dropped it, here it's coming, and um yeah. That that's some good stuff. Solid. Um yeah. Cult of the Lamb is a, I I think a a good one in there. And then another crab's treasure. It's a souls born, but you play as a crab, and they're like, it's perfect because <laughs> you kind of have built in armor and you strafe side to side. So <laughs> that it's is like adorable. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Sorry, I love that.
4: Um, One other thing of video game news I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have much opinion on it or not, but um, Xbox's year has frankly been hinging on the idea that Redfall and even a bigger deal, uh, Starfield was going to be releasing this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Redfall
4: was supposed to be, I don't know, middle of this year or something like that, but that was looking kind of suspicious because we hadn't seen any more, we'd just seen a cinematic. Right. And then Starfield, they've been doing developer diaries of it. It's been fun to watch. They talked to the composer the other week. It's all this stuff. But then they dropped, um, you know, mere weeks before they actually have their kind of showcase that uh, both of these games, Redfall and Starfield, are delayed until
0: next year. Yep. Mm. Yes.
1: Um,
0: I'm not a big. I don't have a big problem with delays.
4: But I will say these are, as far as we know, the two games, the big ones for the system, the platform this year. And now they're gone. So, right. Problem. We okay with this?
3: I mean, at this point, I just... I, I almost don't trust a game not having a delay.
1: <laughs> it's the norm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Xbox I mean, owns over twenty some studios. It is. It just
3: so it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And like.
3: Yeah. I feel like. So that's had a problem. Studios
4: long enough. Like, what are they? What have they been working on? Well, they haven't had Bethesda very s- long. Yeah, but it's it's been longer than I that's think. Really and then they like, also formed several new that's studios. Not really like
3: Xbox's deal.
4: Well, but they have to run that company now, you know.
3: No, I get and, it. I'm just uh, saying, like, it's not. It's not like Bethesda has been part of like the Xbox umbrella for like a decade or anything.
4: No, no. So I don't.
3: I don't really know that. I mean, it is hard to not like associate and like place the blame at, at Xbox's door, you know, a little bit because that's their company now. But like, I don't know. I give them a little bit of a pass on that.
0: Um uh, yeah,
4: well I think it's it's going to be an issue PlayStation their competition has had uh Gran yeah. Turismo this year, it's had Horizon Forbidden West is supposed to have the next God of War. These are three uh big games as well as uh the a uh, now Microsoft owned company has delivered for PlayStation um Ghostwire Tokyo. Right. So there's stuff there and uh xbox the the news they have going is halo is woefully unprepared the seasons keep getting pushed back there's not enough content coming out for it and then on top of that hey by the way any of our big games we were thinking was coming this year aren't coming so yeah. it uh, understandably in the xbox community i've been pretty happy seeing a lot of them not like giving them a lot of um much leeway here you know they're not just no they're they're not i i would expect from some people to be like making a lot of excuses for them and i feel like there's enough people holding them to task like we've we're kind of expecting more from you you know this is this has been a problem for for xbox of not having games for a long time now and though this is a slow thing to turn around um it's a it's it's showing to be a slow turnaround and on top of that Halo has nothing to do with that. Halo's been in development, wasn't no, it, for
0: years and years I and years? You. I agree with you. And that's a there. game that's falling on its face. Yeah. Um, Xbox owns 343,
4: World's Edge, The Coalition, Compulsion Games, Double Fine, Ninja Theory, Mojang, In Exile, The Initiative, Obsidian, Playground Games, Rare, Turn 10, and Undead Labs, all before they bought Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Now, with Bethesda, you've got Bethesda Game Studios, Alpha Dogs, NMX, Tang Online, Tango Gameworks, ID, Arcane, Machine Games, and Roundhouse. Sure. And you're, so you're telling me all those, stu- what's, what is anyone working on? No one's got something to to go and maybe they do. Maybe we're gonna see it, you know? I was say, I mean, drop
3: yeah. I I mean yeah, just because these two have been delayed doesn't mean like other games aren't coming out. It's just maybe not games of this like Is there a level. Skyrim sequel?
4: Yes, there is. Yes. Uh there is absolutely a Skyrim sequel in the works. Um and uh Elder Scrolls six, Elder Scrolls six, healthy rolls. And um, but all we have is basically a title screen for that. So Starfield is is their baby right now. That's the game that's delayed. So so that game not coming out till sometime next year. Real development on uh, Elder Scrolls, I suspect won't start until probably 2024, like really getting the team going on it and stuff. So I suspect that game is still for. Years out, at least, you know. So, it'll have sure. been like 20, 20 years by between games or something by the time that one comes out. I think.
1: So we can give George R. R. Martin twenty years to come up with uh, the rest. Of the- <laughs> we can
4: give it to him. I'm okay. It, like I'm not saying we need to rush him. I'm yeah. saying whoever decided to write Game of Thrones in the way they did needs to not write things anymore. That's what I'm saying. Or to write a lot of things unpublished, which yeah, I mean, so they know how to write better. Maybe. Well, uh,
3: I don't know hmm. who they got to write things, but like they had, they had, whoever they got to edit things crushed it. So clearly, whoever was on their team was a better editor than a writer. Because they like took what already existed in George R. R. Martin's world and edited it down for television. Because having read those books, there's a lot there. It is insane how many characters he decides to, like, write from their perspective. There's, like, I mean, people were complaining when Game of Thrones first got introduced that, oh, my God, there's so many people. Like, how am I going to remember everybody? Just like, freaking quadruple the number that's on your television screen in the book, okay? No, so, sure. yeah. whoever edited made smart choices but clearly couldn't, like, creatively think. Sure. Okay.
4: All right, well. Yeah, I was back to that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Elder Scrolls no. 6 will be a while. Yes. Uh for everybody expecting Starfield, that's gonna be a little more while as well. And we'll see what they deliver in the Xbox Bethesda showcase coming up in a in a couple weeks here. So mm-hmm. um, all right. That's about it for news, I think. Um I'm sure there was more, but I thought this stuff was interesting. Moon Knight is what we got next on the rundown. So, if you are unfamiliar, if you've yet to see the Moon Knight series and you're aiming to see it, uh, I am sorry, we are going to get spoilery about it. So, we've talked in previous episodes. Oh my gosh, <gasps> he's got a figure.
0: Here. Hey, we got a special <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, But who is it? Talked- I don't know, I mean he looks
1: is like it Mark? Uh, is it look- Steven or is it spoiler ah, yeah, all right <laughs> It'd
3: be spoiler I did I did it before the official spoilers were up too
4: <laughs> all right, well, we talked about uh the previous four episodes this is a shorter series for Marvel on the show uh we had. Tony, on to discuss it. Um, and then uh, we might as well get into five and six now, and then we can talk about kind of the series as a whole and how it maybe falls into the rest of the uh, Marvel shows. Um, I know we've had rankings before. Mine will probably be different now again. But um, Moon Knight, episode five. I, I guess I should say before that. Pete, being we haven't had you on the show to talk about this yet, and being you yeah. are a Moon Knight uh, fan yeah. for this show, how has the series, how had this series been looking to you up to and through episode four?
1: Um, let me just start by saying, Lifelong Moon Knight fan. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad took me over to his friend and My dad's friend happened to be a comic book collector. And so he and my dad went off talking about this and that. And I just went through all his comics. And then I saw this cover. And dog lover, werewolf fan. I said, what is this? There was a guy fighting a werewolf on a ladder attached to a helicopter. Hooked into it <laughs> and uh my dad's friend saw me like really getting into this comic book and he's like you want it keep it so that's how Aww, i came to cute. own werewolf by night 33 and then a couple of years later i find out that moonite gets his own uh comic series and start reading it sporadically i wasn't really a comic book collector at the time <clears throat> but a couple of years later when uh Mark Specter Fistakonchu, came out. Then I started uh, with uh, episode uh, issue one of that. So, early days of Moon Knight, <clears throat> he was Batman ripoff. You can't get around it. <clears throat> he had gadgets that were moon-based instead of uh, bat-based. And I always thought that Batman got the Dark Knight from Moon Knight. Oh. Until I read issue one, sentence one of Batman, and it said the Dark Knight prowls on. Oh well, there goes that theory. So <laughs> Batman has always been the Dark Knight.
0: <clears throat> so sure. he
1: came first in every conceivable way. But that didn't bother me. You know, if you've got Superman and you've got Shazam, and if you've got Prince Namor, and you've got uh, Aquaman, and <clears throat> having superheroes with Big overlaps in uh, uh, weapons and gadgetry and superpowers isn't a deal-breaker for me. Now, where Moon Knight and Batman also overlapped was in ripping off Sherlock Holmes. So Sherlock Holmes used to wear disguises to try to get information, and he had a system of informants. and. So Batman, DC Detective Comics, was the world's greatest detective. Moon Knight also was a street-level superhero, and he had different disguises to try to get underground information. So he was Stephen Grant, trying uh, portraying a Playboy billionaire <clears throat> like Bruce Wayne, and that's how he would fight uh, white-collar crime when he was going after you know street. Tufts and uh, Criminal Empire. That's when he was cab driver Jake Lockley. Nah. So, even Got in it. the early days of Moon Knight, you knew that Mark Spector was the guy, but he had these aliases that he would uh, use <clears throat> in different comics. So, high expectations going into the Disney series. Uh, and they start off and they completely change <laughs> Moon Knight's uh, powers. Like he, in the beginning, he didn't have any superpower. And now he's got a suit that materializes out of nowhere and it's magic based and it can heal him. But you know what? The suit looks cool. So I'm a sucker. Like I said, I like werewolves. If your werewolf looks cool, I'm going to give you a lot of rope. <laughs> your story can be terrible. Uh, the dialogue can be more or less nonsense. But if he looks cool taking down Dracula and Frankenstein next to uh, Rain, it's an okay movie in my eyes, no matter what you <laughs> thought of it. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: but if your
1: werewolves look like shaved poodles on steroids, I got a problem with your movie. I don't care if Kate Beckinsale's in it or not. So. <laughs> In Moonlight, the costume <laughs> looked good. It did. The jackal looked terrible, and it was an homage to Werewolf by Night. <clears throat> so I was upset. I was concerned. They're like, oh, their Werewolf by Night looks terrible. He looks like Lou from Harry Potter. That's garbage. And Disney Plus just came out with a good-looking evil Wookiee in Boba Fett. So... We know they have the technology to have a cool-looking fur-based evil creature. We can do better. Come on. We we can do this in Moon Knight. So, <clears throat> issues with Moon Knight, the series. I think it was episode three where I thought, uh-oh, they're going to fall into the Voltron, Incredible Hulk storylines where you have your... Initial conflict, it builds throughout the series. Nothing can save us now except, uh uh-oh, we're going to form Ultron, or Voltron, and then that'll defeat the bad guy with the magic sword. Every episode, they formed Voltron, got the sword out, and that saved the day. Nobody can stop the bad guys and the Incredible Hulk until he gets mad, and then he becomes... and throws people through the wall. So at the end of episode three... No Moon Knight, no Moon Knight, no Moon Knight. Moon Knight shows up, gets stabbed, because he can heal. It's almost like Cyborg in DC Comics. He's the only guy who regularly gets his limbs ripped off mm-hmm. because they can just reattach them because he's a robot. If he would have been Batman and got his arms ripped off, that wouldn't have worked so good. So, sure. yes. <laughs> Deathstroke, Deadpool. Yeah, very, yeah, very
4: Those things always bother me. That's a good point, Pete, with, uh, like, you know, cyborg gets his limbs ripped off because he can, because they can come right. back. I, it's all that, always that in in movies too, where some you're sword fighting and then you someone loses their sword and then they are able to like land in good punches and stuff and just dodge. It's like, well, right. boy, you should have just done that to start. You just dodge while you have your sword. You're still effective here as opposed to a minute ago, you would have had every limb chopped off had you not had your sword. Now mm-hmm. you've been disarmed and you're fine still.
1: So. Yes. Or they're able to dodge the blade, but not the hilt, because the hilt is dull. and you Yes. Can get hit by yes. The hilt. yes. So. so in the comics, Moon Knight, if he got stabbed, he'd be dead. So Moon Knight never got stabbed in the comics, right? Well, sure. Not fatally, but no, he's got this new power where he can heal. But I'm okay with it because the costume looks cool, and the back and forth between Stephen Grant and uh, Mark Spector, Fantastic. So a little bit of grumble. And then oh we get Superman 2, Iron Man 3, Thor One, that stupid plot line where we tune in to see Moon Knight and he loses his powers. You've you've got the the logo right there. It says Moon Knight, right? It doesn't say come see ordinary guy Mark Specter without his powers or Iron Man with or <clears throat> Tony Stark without his suit. Let's go see Thor without his hammer. Nobody really paid money to go to the theater to not see superheroes in action and complain and go on a quest to get their powers back. So when Moon Knight lost his powers, I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> And Thor becomes the dude. That's right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Dad abides. That's cute.
1: It was a gift for myself. No. Uh, (laughs) Episode five, not a lot of Moon Knight. So if you've been waiting like me since the early 80s for a Moon Knight show, only get six episodes, and one of them has little to no Moon Knight, you're not happy. Like, it's cool to see Steven and Mark in a, in like a buddy cop type of situation. Um, and it's really entertaining, but that's not why I tuned in. That, that can be the garnish. I don't need it to be the main entree. Sure.
4: Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, Andrea episode five, we're picking up there yet? Yeah. What? How did you feel about this one? Like, like Pete's saying, not not a lot of Moon Knight involved.
1: Yeah. Going back to Jurassic Park, uh, we're eventually going to have some Moon Knight in our Moon Knight show. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, I actually I wasn't bothered by the lack of Moon Knight in this episode, but I feel like it's because I was very excited about all of the mythology, world-building stuff that was happening that I felt like should have been in earlier episodes, but fine, we're getting it here. And I loved, like, other characters. I felt like episode five, even though, like, the focus was Mark and Steven, it really brought home to me, like, other players in the game. Like, being introduced to Tawaret, to, you know, like, the whole, like, Idea of like the afterlife, the duat, the field of reeds. Like, you know, you're you're in the ship sailing to wherever you know you're gonna be ending up by the tails or balance. It's like kick-ass stuff that I really loved. It was like they finally felt like we were able to like build out supporting characters, supporting worlds, supporting plot lines. So I didn't I didn't miss Moon Knight in this. These episodes, but I felt like there like I noticed it because I felt like there was actually lack in other episodes. Like we had spent too long in other episodes not having enough moon Knight action that like this could have been a really cool moment to pause and delve into psyche, but we were already like served too much Psyche in other episodes. So, like, this episode didn't bother me, but it bothered me paired with the other episodes because I felt like other stuff could have been going on and this could have been a really cool pause to, like, delve into that relationship. And then, like, I I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, Pete, but maybe, like, it wouldn't have been so, like, where's my moonlight in this episode? Because you had been like, I'm already very satisfied. Cool, we're taking a break and diving into the complex relationship in the background and like what's going on and why why we need to like balance our scales and figure it out yep and then it wouldn't have been like where's moon knight
1: the the only appearance he had was his origin story and he just name dropped uh his uh commanding officer who is the joker of the
0: batman
1: Rival, not necessarily like like a Clown Prince, but he is his arch enemy, and just an appearance or even like a token shadow reference that they do in the comics. So I needed, I needed more Moon Knight action in the episode to balance the the void of it. But yes, what you're saying, it, it was an interesting take on Moon Knight's origin story, and maybe it's a retcon of uh, uh, because like I was saying originally he didn't have this associative identity disorder. He was just a guy who had different aliases right. to fight crime. And for whatever reason we got
0: we
4: well we got that reinvention in the comics. You know, like, so the idea that I'm sure it had drawing those parallels with Batman a lot, what, how can we differentiate Moon Knight more? And so then there we get the, the, as you say, the retcon or the retelling of the origin and the comics and clearly, and that seems to be what most of them are always doing now is taking the most modern iteration of whatever character when they adapt it. Um. It's never. It's very seldom the original version. It's the latest version,
1: mm-hmm. um, or the original is given a very uh, abbreviated screen time.
4: Yeah, they, they like you said. You know, a nod to the werewolf issue. They they give. Uh, they put Easter eggs in, and they give nods to the past, but yeah. they're always adap- adapting the uh, the more more modern one. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought with our episode five, um, a friend of the show, uh, Mike, I was talking to him about it. He thinks that episode five is maybe the, well, he doesn't say maybe. He says it's the best episode, single episode of television he's ever seen.
3: Wow, that's a lot.
4: That's bold. So <laughs> I started thinking about different things. Like, so he's not saying the show, but like this episode with the way that it del- delved into the idea of childhood trauma being something used to then split uh, and create a- another personality in yourself to protect um, your own psyche, that kind of thing was just like everything you'd want in an episode and Oscar Isaac bailed that performance and you know everything. And, so and- I, will,
3: I will agree with some of that like mm-hmm. i th- i mean i have in my notes oscar isaac is killing this yeah like his performance in these last few episodes was just i mean home run he crushed this um i i mean and i also wrote down that you know this this introduction of like a a superhero origin story being like the origin of his split identity very unique and i love this you know, I, I, if if this is the route that they're deciding to go, like they've committed to this whole like dissociative identity, you know, like being a thing in in the show, this is the route we're going. This episode introduced that in an amazing creative storytelling capacity.
4: Yeah, I, I wrote my notes that but I thought that this show the- is being told out of order. You know, I, I understand what they were trying to do. It's like set up this mystery. You don't know what's happening. The person is like forgetting moments of time. They're doing that whole thing. But that to me didn't pan out and wasn't interesting past the first episode. The first episode, that was kind of interesting. And then it just became annoying. Anytime we got more of that, and then we were introduced to their persona. And like, it was just it wasn't fun for me. I would have been much more enthralled if we would have had this as our opening to understand the. Tr- and even if we flash back to it at points and didn't have to be all at once. But this was our introduction to the origin of the character. And then Ooh. we, uh, you know, you wouldn't get the game later of like what's happening and why are yeah. we blanking? And why, you know, why am I missing my date? Because of this, you know, we would know. If you look I, at the
1: series as the story of Stephen Grant, then it makes more sense because he, he isn't. Yeah, man. not Mark Spector. He's yeah. a man that doesn't necessarily have a past. And so
3: I I half agree with John. I think this could have been earlier, but I do not think this could have been episode one because we wouldn't have cared. Just we wouldn't see, have, we wouldn't have cared I, enough. This, I, this needed a this little show, bit more emotional buildup to have I this kind of with impact. I
4: I didn't care about these characters at all. It, this episode was what made me care more than anything, because up until this point, the banter or in the back and forth between Mark Spector and everyone and uh, um, what's his face was just bothersome to me. I didn't like these characters. Steven? Yeah, they were they were not good characters to me. And they. So when I saw the trauma that made me sympathize. And so mm. I can understand more. Or, and but I had to sludge through four other episodes where I don't like these characters. So but to I feel like empathize.
3: But I feel like you're you're maybe like a little bitter because there were four episodes that you had to go through. I feel like you wouldn't be as bitter if this was like the second episode. I but I just feel episode, like yeah, the first episode be, would be, be too soon. Cause you do have to set up the like there is a good storyline to tell about, like holy shit, what's happening to me? I have blip time, and now I'm like, you know, You're surrounded by I'm, corpses. I'm, right? I'm surrounded yeah. by corpses. Why are my hands bloody? Like, why can't I give this guy the scarab thing? Like, that was the episode one was really good setup, but if they moved this episode to episode two, or like or like half of this episode, because you can't you can't have the underworld. You can't have that be the premise for why we're doing this. Or I mean you could, but there'd be a lot of jumps that the first episode would have had to make. So But yeah, I, I just I, I feel bring, like this could be two, maybe three, but not one.
1: The the banter for me was everything. I loved
3: it. <laughs> We're Going so in, on like all different spectrums. John's like, yeah. cut the banter, Pete's like more banter, and I'm like, middle banter.
1: <laughs> because I I needed like more Original Moon Knight costume, and sure. Stephen was Bruce Wayne in the comics, and now he's this very meek, callow <laughs> the the opposite of Playboy billionaire. Yeah, right? He, he's working in the gift shop, uh, and yep. he's not great at it. So that's hilarious yeah. to me. That's that's an inside joke for me. So I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Stephen Grant here, and that he is so reluctant to give up control. They say some in the suit some in the. I was not a fan of the Mister Knight persona because again, I want the original costume. And I'm like, they're gonna put Mister Knight in here. Right, save it for season two, three. Like, just give me Moon Knight, and then when Mister Knight showed up, I laughed my ass off. And I go, if that's how you're gonna introduce him and. That's going to be the costume for Steven. Applause all the way. My God, you did. I, I did not think I was going to like the one me over. you. <clears throat> <Now>, to- <laughs> John's like on the
3: very opposite end. If Anybody else at- feel like Goldilocks and the Three Bears right now? <laughs> That's how I feel.
1: We uh, So if we jump ahead into the spoiler, if you look at Steven Grant's costume with Mr. Knight, no hood. Full white, right? Full moon. Yeah. Put on for Mark Specter moon, moon night. You get some of the white face, and that could be the waxing waning third persona. What's he going to look like?
0: And he's going to have. Is he going to be new moon? Right. So. Yeah, no, that's true. So I see. To me, that's
4: that's that's very surprising because it's not like. A nod, you know, it's not like an inside joke that he's that Stephen Grant is sort of a bumbling kind of Love dork. Loser. Instead, it's like I would be like, if they if they adapted my Bruce Wayne into that, I'd be like, this is ridiculous. What is this per? This is nothing like the character. Like, right. why would you do this to this person? Sure. And they needed that. They needed so- because ultimately we had the difference between the two of them as silly as I think it sounds is not enough because you had one that was a loser and kind of pathetic, but he knew about Egyptian mythology. And the other, other one was they just kind of made him a jerk, you know, So as opposed to we could have someone that's like, I'm very competent and I'm like used to being Moon Knight and I do this and I'm well adjusted and you have the other one that's like, I don't know know that stuff, but I'm like a Bruce Wayne kind of character that might have been more interesting, like a killer versus a philanthropist, you know, a like hard nosed assassin ish kind of person next to a like, you know, business savvy, you know, whatever guy. Instead of and I don't know, I just didn't um, it it to me also made it as like when I came into Moon Knight, I was thinking maybe this is a darker show. And after episode one, I thought maybe it will be, you know, and as soon as we got in episode two, I'm like, okay it's not going to be it's not going to be. We went with the jokes again. We went with the laughs. It's not five and
3: and six picked up five and six picked up some darker elements again.
4: Yeah. That's what five was, I think five was a really standout because I wrote that in those two. It's like, finally an episode that's not an effing joke. Like we have an episode that is just like makes me feel something and is traumatic, you know, versus kind of silly.
3: Yeah. Versus I, um... like,
4: let's make Moon Knight lose all his powers for, for something we can achieve with a smartphone app. Sure. Like, when, as soon as someone pointed that out, I that was, was like, oh my God, I can't yeah. believe they did this. What do you mean? So, you can do the stargaze app sky. and you can rewind this oh. night sky <laughs> thousands of years, all free of having to. She had a, like a tablet there. Just do this instead of like, we need the assistance of a god and we're going to burn up, you know, they're going to notice and take away, yeah. seal them away and stuff. You know, it's just an excuse to get this to happen, you know because uh, they needed to have it happen. They didn't have to have it happen. We, like you say, he didn't have to take away Moon Knight's powers. We barely got to see Moon Knight do anything. He right. shows up at the end of one and punches someone. He takes on a, weird, a lame-looking you know, werewolf, and then he gets stabbed by a bunch of spears by an outfit that a moment ago
0: reflected bullets. So I don't know. Um, and then his powers are gone.
1: So you're saying there's inconsistency.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying i don't think marvel took this show seriously i think that they have a really cool character here and a really cool premise and a really good actor and a really good score but they're you know i don't know i'm not convinced they're gonna do a season two i'd be interested i think that we're talking about effects budget you know like you just said we had a good looking wookie now can't we get a decent looking werewolf i feel like they tried to tell a lot in this show. Let's have Moon Knight with a bunch of split personalities. Let's have his wife become a different superhero. Let's have his powers go away, visit the underworld, all this stuff in six episodes. It's like they're wrapping this whole thing up, you know. And then at the end, we didn't really make hardly progress. When We thought maybe this was like sorted. No, we just wake up confused again with another persona, you know. So we're going to just start over again with this, you know. It's like we've got nowhere.
1: But there'll be a new costume.
4: There'll be a new costume. Yes, right there.
1: Yes. Going back to what you said about Bruce Wayne, my counter to that would be: Was Bruce Wayne a static character, or was there a public persona of Bruce Wayne that was more of a clown versus Bruce Wayne in the Batcave or talking to? Other members of Justice League where he was all business, but out in public he by necessity needed to diffuse any suspicions of who he was so certainly, when we think of Bruce Wayne, we think of we tend to think of him in one way, but really he is a well, so for me, seeing Stephen Grant only portrayed as this figment of uh, Mark Specker's imagination, didn't bother me because there's a
0: chance that Stephen can grow. and he
1: I mean, he's uh, never given the opportunity to be a tour. You're just going to be the sales guy because you're lucky.
3: Maybe he has a he chance broke up is,
0: Are you breaking up for Andrew? Andrew, you can
4: hear everything Pete said? No. Oh, sorry. You're breaking up some there. Say that again. I'm sorry. Everything. Uh, Starting with well, so like talking Bruce Wayne, you know, putting Will on you, different. Uh, yeah, uh, I feel like of, we got you know, what we were got you were saying Bruce about Wayne Bruce part. Wayne.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Stephen Grant would be the part that they right. Were... So
4: in just the series, fictional, but
1: there, there's a hint that Stephen is more than what he's allowed to be uh, in his job. For where he isn't an, actually an expert in Egyptian mythology and history, but he's never given the opportunity to showcase them. Sure. And if he's in a position where he can show his, then he's going to be less of a joke, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, and be shown a more of a
0: leadership. <laughs> Instead of like
3: gift shop dork who just knows about Egyptian mythology, I just um do you feel like they would have been at I least just, like more equal foils? I just because think I needed because to that was like my problem. My, mate, my protagonist. Well, I think so, I needed yeah. to like my protagonist.
0: I mean, I, so I get it. Way like they that, worked the
3: they worked the lovable loser angle like real hard. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was a, it was a bit much. Like you could have caught a break, a little bit, and not been such a joke that just I happened mean, to Chintai- know everything that everybody needed to know about Egyptian egyptian mythology and like language right. and hier- you know what i mean like it just happened to be like an expert it could have been a little better if you know that expertise was recognized
4: yeah i mean i just feel like i should watch the moon Knight show and leave it thinking moon Knight's really cool uh, yeah as opposed to most of the time i watched the show i was like well <clears throat> Ethan Hawke is doing a pretty good job as a bad guy here because he's Ethan Hawke. You know, that's what he does. He's good. And then his uh, his wife uh, was seemed like she was more relatable. Yeah. Um, but as far as Moon Knight goes, you know, not seeing the cost of that much, not having very good action sequences with him. And then I don't like the personas that were given. Sure. Um, it just it just didn't seem like what I should have from a sure. moon night show.
3: Um, yeah. So, so what I felt like was there, there was a, a deliberate setup for personas to be like opposite one another where like Mark would be like strong mercenary, you know, like, m- like no funny business, like take no prisoners, you know, we're, we're doing the thing, give me control. And Steven was set up to be like, oh my God, I'm like super weak, but somehow like I'm giving Mark some trouble and I'm going to rise up and, you know, I'm going to like have my own moment. And they were supposed to be like these complimentary things. And they never really achieved that until these later two episodes where I where they finally decided to like care about one another. And that's fine that like they didn't need to care about each other from the beginning. But they could have been a little more complimentary to one another. Instead, I felt like they both came off very abrasive in their interactions. And that turned into, like, abrasiveness for the audience. Mm-hmm. There were there were funny moments. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoyed, like, why am I looking like Psycho Colonel Sanders? Like, oh, I, enjoy, I, I enjoy those great, like, throwaway, like, you know. I mean, they're not throwaway. But, you know, like, they're just, like, one-off. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. That was funny. But there and you wasn't... love the
1: reality drama shows with the real housewives, but I when <laughs> someone's having a furious conversation with themselves, like not loving himself, uh, that didn't work for you.
3: No, it it did. I just feel like like the the they weren't given maybe like the right personality traits. Like I said, I felt like there was supposed to be like a setup of like strong versus weak but somehow like weak overcomes but there was too much other stuff going on so that simple like storyline like we and i mean i mean like weak overcomes in the sense of like weak overcomes to be as important as mark because in these last two episodes i really liked the symbiotic nature that they achieved for themselves they were both feeling like they were important to one another. Like, I never respected Mark more than when he went back for Steven when he was lost in the sand. Like, awesome. Finally. I really, I really care that you're doing this. But I I just maybe felt like their personalities were a little too grating, or maybe they just didn't quite have the right balance down in the first episodes where they both didn't come off a little, like, on the one hand, Mark was kind of a jerk, and on the other hand, Stephen was very judgy. Like, mm-hmm. he just, like, rushed to judgment a lot, being like, you're a killer, and you're doing this. And I was like, can we hold on for, like, a second sometimes to maybe figure this out?
0: So. I mean, a little he's less he's caricature. Of, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: he's the sheltered boy. He's uh, Mark's innocence...
3: Right, which I know now, and I loved the whole, like, Mark was trying to protect his innocence, which was created, in essence, to protect his own, like, character and his own fragility from, like, the trauma that he's induced. It was such, like, an adorably sweet moment that he was trying to keep his, like, created split persona from finding out the truth so he could keep living in a fantasy world. Yeah, yeah. Like, he had to, in essence, protect himself protecting himself. Like, oh, God, it was like so fragile and sad.
1: That his, his mom hated him and wished he was...
3: Oh, yeah. These episodes so, were crushing.
1: So, part of Mark, you know, still loves his mom, but hates his mom, creates a persona that only knows his mother as someone good, who he still has a relationship with, rather than the unfortunate trauma that the whole family endured right
4: you're still breaking up a little bit here and there i think maybe if you're too far from your computer or something a little bit pete
2: no i think, I got think, most of that, I think it's
1: running uh, i think the computer's running hot is what i think uh, sure uh, okay <laughs> so <laughs> I, might, I might actually have to wrap it up a little bit here
4: sure oh, okay okay all right um yeah we don't want to keep you past your uh any deadlines here and stuff right so you know, we'll give you last uh last word here. Any any other thoughts you have uh, on on Moon Knight?
1: Episode six, uh you yeah. had to go through six episodes to see Moon Knight in full action where he's doing the flips and throwing the crescent darts and then he's got uh, the uh the cable gun <clears throat> flying uh kicks and so that last fight is everything that I wanted in the Moon Knight show so yeah and yes batman has the the grappling gun but then again so did daredevil so uh,
3: yeah yeah i feel like a grappling gun isn't anybody's do you know what i mean I never
4: mind those those overlaps you know like there's That's a such like, a common thing the different characters that right. yeah yeah you don't have web guns, shooters
1: so. web shooters <laughs> for sure but at least it's a web like you can like justify okay it's a, it's a tweak so it's a a yeah, gun that shoots yeah. a cable and you know hauls you across the street, so you can do flying kick to his jaw. It's always whether it's Marvel, DC, or Gravity Fall.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent reference. Okay, well,
4: Pete. Thing so like ultimately, um, I'm glad it, it seems like it's got your your seal of approval. Yep. Hopeful yep, for I... season two.
1: Yeah and then the uh, the appearance of Jake Lockley so I'd,
3: there's no yeah. there's
1: no way around it if you didn't read the the comic and you didn't pick up on the hints that there was a personality i mean the clues are in the closing credits and the opening credits and Sarcophagus in episode 5 so like oh where's jake is that jake is has it been jake sure. all along so right So for me, that that end credit scene with Jake Lockley made the whole series for him. Yep, here we go. And my kids actually were watching the uh, the end credits. That's Jake's costume right there. I've never seen Jake have a third since. even as the Psycho Carl Sanders suit. (laughs) Buckle up, maybe we'll have a new get it, new moon night. Yeah. Cool. the man all in right. black so all right well, well thank you for inviting pete, you me to, appreciate it yeah absolutely it's been fun
0: um,
4: you need to get a, a fan for your computer so that it doesn't overheat <laughs> next time <laughs> everybody help pete get a, a, a new fan for his computer right. buy his books they're available on Please. amazon right now mm-hmm. um pete gilbertson
1: peter um, j gilbertson at amazon.com if you like zombies where Alien Goo, uh, check me out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Pete. We'll see thank you later.
4: You. Perfect. All right. Well, we thank Pete very much for uh, yes. for jumping on with us. Hopefully, everybody could hear him enough. I thought maybe the audio cutting out was just like my earbud sometimes, and it cuts a few things. So, uh, But we appreciate his take a lot, given he's the, the Moon Knight reader. Exactly.
3: Um, no, I need I needed the uh, Jake Lockley explanation because while I wasn't like, oh my gosh, a new personality, like I didn't see this coming. I was just like, who, what, where, why? You know, sure. like I just I didn't get, I needed a little bit more about like, this is established. This is like another thing that's happening. You know, this isn't yep. just like Disney throwing in some extra stuff. I needed a little context. So I very much appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, Pete.
4: Yeah, is um do you think so was that person that persona must have been created at the end there when the blackout happened to yes. deal with that, right? Because if it which was I was earlier, very annoyed about. His scales wouldn't have been balanced, right? Exactly. Exactly. So. Because
3: there would have been another factor.
4: Mm-hmm. then we would have had to be doing isn't it? Is that kind of a cop out that we have our it hero? Is. That, you know, again, we don't get to see the coolest thing. We get to have our yes. main our people we've seen kind of keep their hands clean. I don't have to do the dirty deed, you know?
3: Ooh, so I didn't take it that way. About like not having to do the dirty deed, because I felt like Steven was finally sort of on board with like we're Moon Knight and we're doing the yep. thing and I know how to fight. So the thing that really just annoyed me was like, I finally got this reconciliation. Why are we having these blackouts? I'm real annoyed about it. Sure. Like maybe Mm -hmm. if they happened an episode later, I could have been like, oh no, like we had this, you know, great moment and I thought things were going well, but clearly something else has happened. It was just like too jammed in, too close to like, I wanted to enjoy Stephen and Mark being on the same page.
4: Yeah. That's I me. Mean. We never got like to a unit. Really like Moon Knight. We never re- got to really get into that. But yeah,
3: because I liked him
2: uh, here.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean, I and liked him more like, sometimes. He's finally, yeah, he's finally Moon Knight, and he's he's, but he's like, like Yeah,
3: yeah, he's mm-hmm. in it to win it, and like united purpose, united soul. Yep, and then we never got any.
4: Um, as long as I, as, at least as I don't remember, um, we didn't get any conclusion with um Layla we had the kind of awkward bits with Layla yeah flirting with Steven and then then they die and then they come back we never get any yeah like are they gonna be together is the marriage gonna work out here how is this gonna work between right the three of them you know <laughs> we don't well, address yeah. any of that stuff
3: yeah, I mean, they're finally united in, like, purpose, kind of brotherhood spirit. Like, are they sharing Layla? Is this, like, you know, we are we accept... It's kind of a weird, like, we are the same person, but we're not the same person, but we are the same right. person. So how do, how do you draw, delineate lines there? And how do you define yeah. your relationships? Um, you know, even if you're okay with switching back pretty seamlessly now between Stephen and, and Mark. Is Layla going to be okay with that? Is it okay that she's in the middle of a conversation with Mark and Steven's like, whoop, have something to add. She's like, no, yeah, no, 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 right. bring back Mark. I don't want to talk to you right now. Mm-hmm. Well,
4: if you start treating it like you're always in a conversation with Present, three people
3: with, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Then which, you're, which you know. presents its own issues. Yeah. Cause you know, there's right. always like a saying, there can't be three people in a relationship. But like, can is me? that a
4: saying? Is this? I mean, yeah, there,
3: yeah, there's something about like, yeah, like something about a third person in a relationship. I mean,
4: but, I don't know. That's I was going to call Will Smith and Jada and ask. If it was,
3: <laughs> how that's um, going. But yeah, I mean, it's it's very yeah. The end is left a bit frenetic. I think there there was an aim of like mystery and setup and ooh but it fell short of having that. Instead, I was just left annoyed.
4: Like it would like have been intrigued to me. by
3: Jake, but also annoyed.
4: Yeah, right. Yep. Because then we, again, I felt like we didn't accomplish anything because right. as soon as, you know, wraps up and they wake up in the same apartment, still cuffed to the bed. So it's like they haven't improved or learned anything or it's like made themselves, again, better adjusted. Layla right. wasn't there with them you know right. and so it's just we're back to the bachelor pad we're back to like we forgot stuff
3: well and like the things that you pointed out like we could have been back to that bachelor pad and mark being like this is really where you live and blah 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 that would have been funny if we didn't wake up like chained to the bed if he was right. just like in bed chilling or like layla was up making coffee or you know yeah. laying beside him because that, that's actually what i expected to see i thought like Oh, yeah. there's a different shape in the bed. Maybe Layla's there. There would have been right. some, like, we made progress. Obviously, we're not perfect. And, you right. know, we're not solving the whole issues of, like, our, our now blended personality or our now blended being. But, yeah, progress would have been nice. And it would have been nice to, like I said, enjoy it just a bit longer. Just mm-hmm. just like a hair because we never really did the entirety of the series. We just got to the good like working through all is revealed like here's how we're protecting each other and here's like what's happening and here's how we're uniting to fix yep. this. And bam, so, it's all blo- it's all blown up immediately.
4: Let let me let me lay this little like blueprint out for you. <laughs> <laughs> episode one down
3: for you all right
4: <laughs> episode one we open on moon knight chasing a werewolf up to pete's standards across the rooftops yes. and he is running him down and he's like there's a pack that ends up coming after him you know there's more than one he's got to fight all these things off And is it awesome? It's the, it's the hook we need. It's wow. This is moon Knight. Then we, we wake up and we have like, for this person, which we presume is moon Knight, but we wouldn't technically know is like going off to his work or whatever. And we have, you know, like, how is this person going to be, you know, he can start getting into some intrigue and he doesn't exactly, you know, know what's what that's about maybe he's seen the crimes like the damage from the chase the night before and all that stuff you know but he's going about his business in his like you know conference room meeting what he's whatever and we can start seeing how there's some he's getting introduced to some sort of nefarious plots and things going on and his side of office life that's gonna intermingle with what Moon Knight is having to deal with, with Mark Spector, what Mark Spector is having to deal with. However this goes, in episode two, we get and we start like, so at the end of this episode, we need to realize that there are two personalities here and right. they're living separate right. lives. That's how this has to end. Episode two can begin with something more like what we saw in episode five, where we see why the, they split these personalities and where sure. they came from. So sure. we build this sort of origin And at the end of it, we meet Layla and we're like introduced to, a, you know, like, okay, we can, we, if we want to have her be estranged in the sense that we try to leave her behind or something. I don't, I didn't like that exactly either, but yeah. we can, we can have it where one of them is married to her and the other one doesn't realize that or something like that. Yeah. So we get this emotional backstory, but what's ended with, we're introduced to Layla. And then she is the, uh, the expert on the Egyptian mythology. So the from the corporate side and from the like evil Moon Knight facing villain side, we have sure. something come together and Layla it has the knowledge because she's not going to be Layla in my version. She's going to be the character that she is in the comic books with the archaeological father that then knows all the shit about this and they go together on this this mission and you know however the rest of it goes we get to see a lot of cool Moon Knight action and all this stuff that's how like I would set this series up and hopefully like the characters still have a little bit of what's going on but then having characters have their purpose a little more like we can have Mr. Knight or whatever you know he can be the guy that needs to deal with the gangsters, he needs to do the talking, you know, he needs to like run the deals and he goes into swanky nightclubs and stuff, you know, and stuff like that. And then the other guy is like, he's just bloodier and he's, you know, running around the rooftops and in the sewers and stuff.
3: So I feel like I, I like about 85 to 90% of that. Like all of that makes more logical sense to me than like, the setup of this story, but I sort of feel like I I kind of like the idea of of Stephen Grant, you know, if he's going to be our our you know kind of Bruce Wayne Joe mm-hmm. regular not superhero, I kind of love him like being like a leading Egyptologist so that he and Layla can connect that way. Sure, you know what I mean. Like I I, I dug that part of their sharing if he was just like a like a stronger character like that that wouldn't have been so like why are you creeping on mark's wife
4: she should still
0: know more bumbling
3: she should still know more you can connect
0: there yes like super
3: rich and just like work at the museum as is like i just this is my passion stuff and i love it and i love being like the expert in my field and i get to go like have my conferences and she comes in and she's like um, I don't need any of that because I still know more than you. And he's like, mm. How do you know more than me? I, I know all the stuff and I get invited to all the lectures. And so like there's like right. competition and fun there. Also kind of love the idea of this like really strong, confident character like having to chain himself to the bed at night. Sure. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like Yeah, oh my god, I'm so like rich and you know, like I'm so sought after and like I'm smooth chalker, like I have charm and stuff like that. But I can't this ever bring a home. lady home yep. because I got my chains and I got, you know, my sand around the bed because in Egyptian mythology, whatever, like, you know, I didn't I didn't really quite get the sand. I'm sure I'm sure there's like, you know, fun, like Easter eggy kind of yeah. shout out for somebody who's in the know. But I, I bought it because it felt like within the realm of the world. I would have loved that kind of like he has to tie himself up to the bed and like forgets about it and like has to do all of his like crazy stay up at night, you know, I'm trying not to have these episodes because what's wrong with me? I'm so successful. Why do I have these things? Yep. So I, so bringing all of that together, dynamite. Like I feel like we just created a kick-ass show.
4: Yeah. We don't need to make our uh we don't have to have so much like i don't know animosity between yeah it, it, like the pity friction. for him is too much yeah and then so much friction between our three characters yeah. like cuz like you said that that would be interesting thing that's uh, internal conflict on his own persona that he has all this success yet is you know is is shackled in his own way you know literally right. um and he could have, like, been part of well, who funded uh, Layla and her dad's expeditions, you know? Right. So, be so interesting like, connections connection all to, over the place. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet she's married to, I, I don't know. Uh, like his there, like his
3: other persona somehow. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, mm-hmm. him, but it's not him. hmm Yeah. I don't
4: know. I just feel like there's something more, more entertaining and enjoyable that was here that didn't have to hinge on Making our protagonist so pathetic for so long.
3: Yeah, it was um, it was really hard to watch him be like such an underdog. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I felt like there was there was like a very deliberate setup of like strong and weak sides of himself, and you know the weak was supposed to eventually like rise up and be equal, and it just like felt overbalanced to start. So it took us a really long time to get to where we are. And we didn't have that kind of time. I, you know, me, I'm always worried about six episode shows. And Hawkeye, I think, pulled it off, and this one didn't. Right. We had too much exposition.
4: I just wanted to leave the show really liking Moon Knight, if nothing else, like wanting to delve into the Moon Knight comics, being interested in Moon Knight. You know, well, and and I um, I
3: did. I just didn't feel like I was able to like him long enough. Like I like him now but i feel sort of put off by the time it took to get me there
4: sure yeah and if we'll get a season two i don't know yeah and I, I still won't i still won't forgive the kind of what seems like amateurish behind the camera sort of things the imitating the rooftop chase in uh what in was it in oh, egypt oh, at that point oh, i'm yeah, not sure if yeah, it was in Cairo, yeah yep. yeah and it was just some of these things that were just not well. I did like the last fight in the last episode. Yeah, I thought that was, that was well put
3: together. Plus, with the dads like Kanchu and Amit, I feel like yeah. we haven't even talked about. That like, cool. I actually really loved Amit. Like once I got used to like Tawarit and Hippo Lady being like a yeah. thing, then Amit came in and was that much cooler.
4: Sure. Yeah. No. Like, I. It wasn't she because was she wasn't be the
3: first one. She ended up being really sweet looking.
4: Yeah. That could that stuff could have been sillier and wasn't. So I Yeah, they
3: they pulled it like off. It. it started off silly and then they pulled it off.
4: Mhm. And yeah, like uh the hippo very well animated and like yeah. very like it's a very interesting persona for her, but I thought it was actually pretty good. I thought that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. So um yeah, Muna uh,
3: had some pieces, man. Like there were there were cool things. They just it just didn't all tie together. I don't know. It was you know, frenetic and not in a like we're mirroring our main character's state of mind frenetic. It just wasn't quite. I don't know. All figured out.
0: Yeah, because I still feel I just, like
3: there's there's questions I have about like this like institutionalization. Where does Harrow fit in, like, in an institution?
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, doctor,
3: patient, like, does he know his own reality? That was a a big step to introduce for him and a big switch for his character that we now have, like, also wildly pulled away from in the last few moments introducing Jake Lockley. Yep. So that was really hard for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
4: and then we, um, you know, they kind of set it up almost like you could think, was a lot of this stuff just in his head, you know? I mean, I don't think so, but it uh, yeah. could have been. They got they got trippy and mind gaming at the end, so yeah. Um, okay, well, I'm sure I will think of more things to say over the okay. in the coming weeks about this show, sure. Um, Ultimately, I don't know my expectations. I don't know where they were at. My hopes were high, I think. Sure. My expectations were kind of low. My hopes were, were high. Sure. So, um, so you said where... you know your order.
0: Yeah. I do, it's...
3: yeah. I do, yeah. So I I am putting Moon Knight. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: put Moon Knight above Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter I Soldier still last for me. I I think that's what I do too. Because
3: this show, I hate show it because I love Sebastian so, Stan, but like the the, the sure. show did not do him any favors.
4: This show was still more consistent, yeah, tonally than, than Falcon
3: and Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, and that's saying right. something.
4: Yeah, so I think <laughs> that's where it it wins and and for having a new character that's fun having the good score that has the yep. egyptian flavor that's fun the great performance by Oscar Isaac when given the chance is fun yes um you know Ethan the moments Ock. like in the picture we're seeing right now yeah between Ethan Hawke and him in uh the yeah. doctor patient kind of scenario was fun so
3: yeah the villain was more believable there weren't like struggles i had yep. with it Yep. like the the purpose the thrust of the show made more sense. Yep. Like very yep. overall. I mean obviously like individual moments we were like what is happening here? But yeah. Right.
1: Yep.
4: Um and then it still it still loses to Loki because Loki has a lot of fun ideas it plays with uh, free of freedom of uh freedom of will you know, free choice, um, and plays with time some and, and all that kind of thing.
3: Well, I think you don't have a character issue. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I know you have like a Marvel issue, but you don't have a character issue like you do here.
4: Yeah. Because I, though I don't like what they've done to Loki, uh, if, if I take myself out of, again, why I think Loki would be better show that was just completely separate from everything Marvel. Right. like I enjoy seeing that character even if it's not exactly Loki. Yeah. And um and I think it was that is shot much more competently. Um yes. it's uh, it's a more beautiful show. And uh and then WandaVision also gets props for being different techniques for shooting mm-hmm. as it goes through the eras. So that mm-hmm. is a a fun kind of way to do that and also not having character issues because um you know up to that point a very much a fan of Wanda and Vision
1: so yeah
3: yeah for for me everything about that show is is um what all these shows should be and the only disappointment to me is of course we've talked about Ad nauseum you know her brother Pietro is there's a whole chance to use Evan Peters' to do us X-Men setup and they didn't and like now we know that they can do X-Men. So it makes me even crazier that they wouldn't do mm-hmm. it for WandaVision. So that's my only well, I mean I know it's kind of large but it's my complaint with WandaVision. Sure. And everything else just kind of like fades for me.
4: I will say I I will not hint at or spoil any of the things from the new Doctor Strange movie. But I will say I've heard a number of sizable spoilers, and
0: they don't make yes. me happy. Um, sure,
3: about where things are going.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um,
3: yeah. Marvel, uh, Marvel's maybe got to stop and take stock, and maybe write a sinking ship because we've been praising Marvel for so long about what they've been doing, and I don't know. They just kind of need to get some of their mojo back.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I just, you know, we've gone too long without an Avengers movie that's writing, cur- steering, setting the course. Yep. yep. You know, and, you know, there was a, a really cool thing in the way that, like, you know, Thor and Captain America and Iron Man had their origin stories. And they were self-contained, together. but also felt like, it really was part of the same thing and moving forward. You know, I don't know. I,
3: yeah, um, I think there was always, because there was always that thing to look forward to at the end of each movie, you know, that mm-hmm. like thing about like, what's the next thing, that little scene at the end where you were all like, we all got to wait till the end credit scene because we're going to get the next piece of the puzzle. So it was yeah. like, so many stories that you knew. They weren't really. Yeah.
1: I think there's was no puzzle now.
3: Yeah, exactly. just no, pieces.
1: Like,
3: there's no like end credits like, ooh, what are we getting next? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I, I felt like that was very unifying for audiences. Yeah. To, like, all wait till the end. You know, I, I still remember like, you know, everybody lingering in the theater, sitting, standing, whatever. But we're all just like, here it comes. Because mm-hmm. so whatever we get
4: now me. hasn't been meaningful or had a payoff.
3: Yeah. You know. Well, and it's and it's it's kind of less fun. Like the end credits scene here for Moon Knight is an example. I'm not I'm not faulting Moon Knight only for this. I'm just saying like because we're talking Moon Knight. The end credits scene is about Moon Knight. Right. You know what I mean? Like if it was about something else, we could have been like, "Ooh, next thing." You mm-hmm. know, and now we're just sort of like that was weird. That was Yeah are we ending on this weird note or are we signaling a season two if not i'm thinking this we don't get too.
4: because what are you going to do then yeah. with a season two if you bring in this new character now are we going to go through the same thing again where the other two <laughs> are just blanking we have all to the reconcile time
3: a third personality yeah. please no
4: like how tedious is that yeah
3: i mean i don't so. know dis disney makes disney marvel whoever Makes decisions that, you know, I don't see coming all the time. So who knows? I, yeah. I for sure didn't see Loki season two happening. Even though I think it deserves it, I was shocked out of my mind when they said they were going to do it. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well,
3: we'll that's, see. Uh,
0: yeah.
4: Yep. We'll see. Uh, they certainly will keep coming. Ooh. And
3: um, we got a text from Pete. Super flower blood moon night. Check out the night sky. Everybody go outside, check out the night sky. Chris texted me too. There's a there's a eclipse and a blood a blood moon eclipse. I don't know. Something's happening with the okay. moon. Go check it out. It's very I appropriate did see that a headline it's a about night. that Somewhere but yeah. Discussion Perfect. night. Perfect.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. That's been Moon Knight, uh, the conclusion of the Disney Marvel show. Um, Let us know what you think about the show. Yeah. And comment sections everywhere.
3: Yeah, maybe y'all love Um, it. and We're just like totally off base. Tell me.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know what I'll be talking about next, but it will be something exciting. Uh, There's lots of things coming up. I've, again, I've finished Arcane. We got to talk about that at some point. Yes, we so, do. Um, if you have suggestions, certainly let us know. Otherwise, follow us, please, on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all those places. We're contemplating TikTok, but we're not there yet.
2: I don't
4: know. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, leave, leave your comments, thumbs up, subscribe, review. If you listen on podcast services, that'd be much appreciated. Mm-hmm. killing the flower they wrote our theme song so you can check them out on instagram youtube and spotify um that would be appreciated as well and um other than that we thank pete for coming on pj Gilberts, peter j gilbertson check him out on amazon his book series um they're all good reads uh they're all a lot of fun so and otherwise than that andrea
0: thanks as always for joining me
3: Of course. Cheers, everybody.